Welcome to another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick and I'm here with Trevor. On each episode of Ghibli Jabber, we discuss one of the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli through the eyes of a fan, that's me, and a newbie, that's Trevor. This week we're discussing Hiromasa Yonabayashi's first Ghibli feature, 2010's The Secret World of Arietti, an adaptation of the novel The Borrowers by Mary Norton, about a family of tiny people who secretly live in the walls and floors of a typical household, borrowing items from humans to survive. Yonabayashi will go on to direct one more Ghibli feature, 2013's When Marnie Was There. Trevor, what was your immediate reaction to his film and Yonabayashi's talent, and how does this debut rate amongst the first flicks from non-Miyazaki Takahata directors, like Whisper of the Heart, The Cat Returns, Ocean Waves, Tales from Earthsea, those sort of films? Oh, that's actually, I had not thought about that in that kind of lens yet. Um, I was very, so my first impression, <laughs> that's why you asked, my, my first impression was, when, even when I was watching like the credits and stuff, and I realized that this was going to be an adaptation. It kind of, uh, it kind of shocked me. And I, and I know the borrowers, there's an English or a, yeah, an English film adapt- live action adaptation. I think it was released in like 1997. And I remember growing up watching that film. It has Tom Felton, who's Lucius Malfoy from Harry Potter in it. And so I was Draco. obsessed with that. Yeah. Draco. Oh yeah. He's not Lucius. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> anywho. So I was, I was, I will say, immediately kind of disappointed it was an adaptation of The Borrowers. I was like, oh, this is what this movie's going to be about. Like, I've already seen this movie. But in terms of the question that you did just ask, how does it, how does it hold up to the other kind of non-Miyazaki or Takahata films that we've seen as an initial debut? I think that thinking of it from that standpoint, it's definitely probably the best uh, Studio Ghibli film from neither one of those directors. Uh, it was very, very beautifully animated, incredibly beautifully animated. That was one of the things that kept me, and I liked the artistic adaptation of like the microcosm and the world of her like being this little person. And those were the exciting moments to me when it was like things shrunken down and uh, watching them explore the house or in, be mm-hmm. in between the walls or underneath the floorboards or things like that. Um, yeah, so I liked certain things like that. Well, well, on the front of you saying that you were a bit disappointed that this was going to be an adaptation and you, you're vaguely familiar with this source material, do you think this movie added anything to it or was it a pretty standard retelling of that story? Um, well, so the only thing I do remember is just like the generic idea of the borrowers and like singing it growing up, so... I definitely haven't seen that movie in like 20 years at least. Um, but I don't think that I got much additional from, from this movie at all. I think that it's a little bit more sympathetic towards the borrowers and, and, and the, and the kind of relationship dynamic between the people who live in the house and the borrowers and how the borrowers basically are kind of like a, kind of like a parasite to the to the host family because i mean they're just taking and there's no symbiotic relationship there um but i think that it 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 cared for them more and it was it was less like humor driven than i remember maybe the live action film being um i think that 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 the live action film was much more like circumstantial in terms of the humor around what would it be like to be a little person living in the house and trying to borrow things quote unquote 
But yeah, I guess I was just kind of disappointed because I immediately was like, oh, this is going to be like, I immediately shot back to what? It was 1997. I was six years old when I saw that movie. I was like, oh, this is a little kid's movie. And mm-hmm. so I was just, I, I immediately put that, I judged it immediately is what I'm saying. And right. I think that, I think that it, it went beyond that, that immediate expectation. So I'm not, I wasn't too like let down, but I immediately was like, oh, okay. I know the borrowers. How about where did, I mean, I guess we'll get to this when we do the retrospective and understanding kind of where this sits for you. But is this is this one that you that you go back to and you watch often? Or or how old were you when you watched this for the first time? I imagine I would have watched it um, like a couple years after it had come out. So I would have been like 20 or something. Or Like I definitely wasn't, mm-hmm. I definitely didn't watch this as a child. Like these movies, you know, this came out 2010, I think. Oh, so okay. none of these came out when I was a child, really. Um, yeah. I, my, and this is only from now on, there aren't that many films that I've watched many, many times. This is probably, I think this is the second time I've watched this movie. So it's, and that was ages ago. So this is probably, probably a similar viewing experience to what you had, um, in the sense that I kind of forgotten sort of the details of how it all works together. But my first reaction, I think when I first saw it, was that I was really bored by it, to be honest. It's not it's not one that I was looking forward to revisiting necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed it more this time than the first time just because I could focus more on how sort of well-detailed the movie is. Um, I think the things mm-hmm. that I enjoyed most about it is just the obvious sort of effort that went into creating the little world and seeing the world through the eyes of the borrowers. Like just like the little things that they have like – you know, using nails to climb up stairs kind of and using yeah. like a sticky tape to, you know, at like to walk up walls and things like that. The obvious sort of design thinking and yeah, just like they obviously spent a lot of time being like, what would, how much food would a little person eat? How, you know, would they get around? You know, do they, are they friends with insects or are they antagonists with them? Like there's obviously a lot of that kind of thought. I still didn't find it very interesting but it's very tasteful and it's very like you could put it on for a kid. I don't know if they'd think it's like super exciting, but you know, nothing It's going to be like a nice watch for them. They're not going to, you know, they'll learn some nice messages and it's going to be sort of very curated fun. So I, d- I don't love this movie. I didn't love it again, this viewing, but um, it's a well done movie. It just lacks a bit of spark. I think. Do you, what are your thoughts in terms of the actual quality and your enjoyment of it? It Not a lot happens. It's kind of how I feel. Mm. Like we, I get the premise, right? I'm like, oh, okay, it's unsafe for the borrowers to be, or, or this family area to be noticed by anyone, even this brand new, um, I forget what they call the, the family, but anywho, but even by this brand new kid who's come there to, to rest up, who is very docile and accepting and, and inviting even to them. Um, but just, it doesn't, it doesn't really go anywhere beyond like, I, I, I knew the entire story the moment it started. And in that, yeah. like I said, I, in the, yeah, I'd seen the borrowers, the live action version when I was a kid, but it's been 20 plus years since I've seen it. And so I don't remember anything about it, but I like, I knew, what we were getting ourselves into. And it was like, Oh, I see this little person and mm-hmm. they're going to be living in the house. And there's just going to be like hijinks surrounding that or some sort of, 
somebody won't want them there or whatnot. But yeah, I don't. The stakes were kind of low for me. I don't really like the ending. Like, it doesn't really make, it doesn't really track for me. Like, I feel like there was like this immense acceptance, especially with, with like the grandma and in the house that was, that was built for them by the, by his, the kid's mother and her father. And it's like, well, why wouldn't they live in peace with them now? And like, they'd stay there. It didn't make sense. I don't know. I just was kind of like pissed off. Like, okay, you're still going to leave. You're gone. Oh, I don't really care. <laughs> no, that's a very good point. Like, essentially what it seems to be um, building up to is that these borrowers have assumed that based on things that have happened in the past, that it's not a safe place for them and the mother's always very worried and they're very careful. But now that they've been seen by this kid, I think his name is Sho, and like, yeah. you know, his grandmother or auntie or whoever it is, they are accepting and you'd think the ending would be that they've learned to live together and they can um, coexist, um, you know, in a mutually beneficial way. But then they're like, no, we're leaving this world. It doesn't really make sense. Well, and especially with like, I feel like there was supposed to be some emotional buildup between Sho and his mother because his mother had the same experience when she was younger and living inside the house and how she never got to see them, but she built this entire house for them and, and it was a gift and she wanted them to have it. And so I felt like there was this emotional buildup of the show to be like, this is yours. Like, this is, you can stay here. And then it was just like, nope, peace, bye. <laughs> like, never talking again. See you later. I, uh, it just was not rewarding for me at all. I didn't need, I guess I didn't really need that aspect of the story because it felt like it was building up to it. And I, you know, I didn't get the payoff. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, it doesn't really track in terms of what you assume the, the themes are and, and how it's going to pay off later. The, I was going to make a couple of points that, um, that I noted down, which I think maybe explain a little bit more about what I didn't love about the movie. See, most of these sort of fantasy stories are a little bit like, like with Spirited Away, like with Powers Moving Castle to like a slightly lesser degree. It's about sort of, a normal character entering a magical world. And we sort of learn about the world through the eyes of this sort of quote unquote normal person, this person that sort of acts as our sort of the audience um, surrogate in yeah. this one. That's kind of what show is supposed to be, but he is never really the protagonist of the story. We see the world through the eyes of Arietti, who's always lived in this world. And it's kind of, it's nice to see the world she lives in, but there's not that sense of wonder you get or like, or fear or, you know, of someone who's seeing this world for the first time, because we're not really seeing it through the eyes of the audience surrogate. So it's a bit, it sort of takes it back. It takes away a little bit of the wonder of it, because we're just seeing this family go about their day to day, rather than seeing a guy discovering this world and how these people live. So I'm, I'm not saying that that doesn't, detract too much from the wonder of it but it, it like it does a little bit um the other point i was going to make is that it kind of got to the end and they have that whole thing over the um end credits of them going off onto their new life together and i thought this is more interesting than what had been happening i like this could have been sort of <laughs> I, i'm more interested in the sequel for, to see like what their life is like like a bit of an adventure film of them out you know living in the world of humans and yeah. making their way from one place to another than them just like sitting around and being like, 
this is cool. And then it's like, oh, no, it's not. We're going. And then it ends with them leaving. Like, it's a lot, it's dramatically a lot more interesting what was happening in the credits than what had kind of happened before that. Do you, do you feel that at all? Yeah, no, I agree. It feels like um, I want to see more hijinks. Like, I want, like, you've presented this world to us where there are these little people that live their lives just like us, just like on this microcosmic scale. I want to know, I want to see more of the, like you mentioned, my favorite parts were always inside the house, like the nails and the tape, things like that, because it was fun to see, you know, how resourceful they had to be or what they used to do to get around. I wanted more of that rather than them just sitting in their house chatting about how unsafe it is to be there, but their house looks just like anything else. Like I want, like you, like you said, go outside. Like, what is it like for you to slip down a blade of grass? Like, (laughs) how like how long does it take you to leave the backyard like <laughs> i don't know yeah i couldn't agree more and in the the portion that you touched on with the show and it not being from his viewpoint i hadn't thought about that and that makes complete sense why this one kind of fell flat and it just oh it just feels flat it doesn't feel as exciting because no. to your point it isn't we're not discovering what it's like to live in uh, in this microcosmic scale with somebody we're just thrust into it. And it's just kind of normal quote unquote, but it's, mm. it makes it kind of boring. There's no real, I mean, I guess the ex, the additional conflict that we're seeing here is that um, the housekeeper is like, just discover them. That's literally all that happens. Like that's, that's the conflict. The housekeeper is like, wants to find them. And that's, that's all that happens, kind of. Well, I just kept thinking throughout the entire thing. I'm like, I get that the housekeeper's been there longer than show, but it's like, she's still the housekeeper. I would tell my aunt or my grandma or whoever she was, be like, hey, the housekeeper's being a bitch. Like, tell her to back <laughs> off. Like, I, I just feel like, like you said, there that, there's immediate resolution to that. It's not like... It's not like you couldn't have... He couldn't have ended that. He could have, like, literally just been like, hey, she's acting crazy, or I'm uncomfortable, or... She's focused on, you know, not the right things. It just felt grasping for grasping for straws and conflict there, and I was bored. I was super bored by that aspect of the story, <laughs> especially when she like put the mom in the jar. I'm like, okay, well, let's go wait for someone to break out the mom from the jar. Like, uh. yeah, okay. Well, so obviously there were a lot of things that um, weren't super exciting, but but what what did you connect most with um, in this movie? Just the the small microcosmic scale. I only got. I really only enjoyed the moments that were them exploring or them inside the house or even in the beginning. Like it was kind of exciting in the beginning when he saw her inside the bush, and then there's like this this element with the cat. So I thought there was gonna be more hijinks with the cat, like getting around the house, right? And I'm like, and so I, I was like, oh okay, like okay, this is this is kind of cool. And like I said, I think I, the elements that I liked most of the movie is I thought that was still very beautifully animated. Um, hmm. And especially like like these sweeping motions of like the scene with the crow and that whole sequence of like the crow in the window. And like, it's very, very fast paced and a lot going on. And I think that it captured like the chaos that would be that very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was one of the moments where I wasn't like, looking away while watching the movie. I was pretty glued to the to the actual scene that was happening. So but yeah, beyond that, there I definitely don't care for any of the characters. 
I can't even remember their names for the most part. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't learn anything like been big and grand in terms of some universal human truth from this movie. Mm. It definitely was one of the more of the, okay, this is quote unquote, a popcorn movie. One that I don't care to ever see again. I don't even know if it's a popcorn movie. Like it's not, it wasn't even like, (laughs) it's not even an exciting adventure. It's like a, it's not it's almost a quiet chamber drama, you know, of, of a family living under the stairs. Like it's an Anne Frank thing or something. I don't know. It's just, there wasn't, yeah, wasn't a whole lot happening. Um, and what do you like about it? But, yeah. It's, it's mostly in the visual details um, mm-hmm. of the film. Just, yeah, the, the way in which the, the, the minor and the major, like the small things and the, the world as we know it sort of interact and, you know, yeah, enjoying the clever ways in which we are experiencing how these, um, this sort of community has managed to survive all these years without, just by watching them go about their day, without there having to be a lot of, you know, um, exposition about, you know, we use this because we found that sticky tape is, you know, like we just see them doing their business and I can appreciate that. And I think Ghibli, again, usually does that pretty well, just kind of showing us rather than having to have some kind of exposition exposition um but yeah i wasn't even though i enjoyed it a little bit more on that level because i kind of knew what to expect and what the tone would be um and ultimately how bored i was the first time knowing that i <laughs> kind of sit, sit back and understand that this wasn't going to be sort of a, a fast-paced action adventure or even like a light frothy coming of age story like kiki's delivery service or something in terms of the characters because you you mentioned it before like Arietti is not one that's sort of going to sort of register for me, um, you know, in, in the months to come. I think she's, there's a dignity to her character and we certainly want the best of her, but she's not, there's not a lot of, we don't know if she's, you know, super, you know, we don't even know if she's like Nausicaa and she's like pro the environment. Or we don't know if yeah, she's. Yeah, I don't know anything about her really. Especially clever in the sense that she can make you know make things with string or something like she doesn't even have like little hobbies or something she's just kind of a normal teenage girl who has obviously the borrowing stuff is something that she wants to do and it's been kept away that's that's her only kind of character traits that she wants to get more involved in what her dad does and the mother's like no so i guess there's a little bit of a maybe a tomboyishness to her um but nothing very exciting what do you think (laughs) well it's just like well i feel like i feel like they've we've seen kind of that character show up before and they've done it better. So that's mm-hmm. why it comes off as super not exciting. Cause it's kind of like, okay, yeah. this young, young character that wants to be older than they are, or wants to be more mature or taken more seriously by their parents. And so they're going to, you know, go off and have a journey and have that experience and mature. But yeah, I just, eh, forgettable, yeah. forgettable. Forget about it. Um, and show by sort of design is a very like mute, like immobile. He doesn't do much. Like he's just because he's, he's flat. sick as well. Yeah, he's very flat. He's very out of it. I didn't um, care about not very right. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't even care that if he survives the surgery, because <laughs> like, I don't really know him. Like I don't. I don't have like the backstory of him. I don't really know. Like there's nothing that made me like really want to care about him other than the fact that he was cool with these borrowers living in the house. But the fact that he, this isn't even his house makes it, I don't care if he's cool with it. Cause it's not even in his own house. Yeah. And so I'm like, there's this like this whole 
I don't know. I don't really care about him. So I'm like, there's this drama surrounding him being sick and having some sort of surgery and how Ariette is like, well, I hope you do well and you're going to, cause you're strong. And I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I guess the, the only, the main reason to like him is that he sort of helps them out in a couple of instances. Yeah. Um, maybe he's also responsible for them being found, but he, he does like um, <laughs> save her from the bird and like sort of hide her away in that. But he doesn't really, he doesn't ultimately things were better for them kind of before he arrived and Correct. he doesn't actually he had never come. help moving forward. He's kind of like, yeah, he kind of screwed them over. The one thing I saw, <laughs> there's only one, there's one element of his character. Like when he was getting in, like, it wasn't an argument, but they were discussing like her species and like, you know, how many others are there. And he's like, you guys are all going to die. You know that? Like he was very like, <laughs> I like that he was a bit fatalistic, probably because he thinks he's going to die. Um, that's and that's like, oh, so it's like, there's a little flutter of that, of character um, and of. Um, ID Guff, if he dies. <laughs> well, it's, it's extra textual. Who knows? Um, <laughs> the one moment I liked from Arietti was when there's just like an insect going past and she just like grabs it and like throws it up in the air like a like a ball that she's playing with. I'm like, that's fun. They should have done more stuff like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she literally doesn't See? have any, they like, have. Oh no, like I, could, I couldn't agree more. Like they should have done more stuff like that. Well, let's talk about the movie visually, which we've kind of touched on, but I think the its strongest um, suit is you know, the, the design and the visuals of the film. How do you think this, how would you relate this to the films that we've seen before? Does, does it remind you of any of, Miyazaki's or Takahata's work or does it remind you of a particular film or do you think it's moved forward or backwards in terms of animation quality? No, I think it was, I think it was sat pretty near the top with something like Ponyo or Spirited Away. Like I felt like it was pretty lush and he created this world within the house. Um, and that was one of the, I think the film's biggest saving graces was at least the animation was really good. And, and it's kind of like, you, you you touched upon the very beginning it's that it's that creativity of like the small things that that was it you could tell that there was a lot of care and thought and um artistic drive that went into really making this at least this movie pop visually maybe they should put a little bit extra <laughs> uh, energy elsewhere um but at least it was it was really beautiful and yeah I would, I would rather see. I wouldn't mind seeing. Does he? Does he do another film? Yeah, there's one more. Oh, Which you mentioned that. Uh, where Marnie is? Okay. Where Marnie was there? Yeah. I want to see. I don't know. I'm interested in seeing what else he does. Yeah, and he's he's done some movies afterwards since they disbanded as well. Um, yeah, I think visually it's it's nice and detailed. I don't think it's it's hard to know whether say Miyazaki would do something different or better in this film. I think he would, I think there would be a little bit more life to it. I think there'd be a little bit more, it'd be a little bit more spirited, not to, that's not a pun or anything, um, but just, I think it would have been sort of a pacier film with, you know, more interesting things happening than just kind of the sort of general sense of, a couple, you know, a few people just wandering around a house for 90 minutes and occasionally going into the garden. Um, <laughs> Unless he yeah, was like Porco Rosso, then maybe it would be kind of similar. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop this recording and we can apologize when we get back. Um, 
still don't, I still don't understand why you can't enjoy that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there were a few, there were a few cute visual touches. Like, I mean, most of the, I mean, the design and the visuals were pretty, but there wasn't any sort of super exciting scene that you know it's like a fun action scene or anything like that. There were some nice touches. I think at the beginning when we're seeing a show sort of enter in the garden or he like he leaves a garden or something and then the sort of focus um pulls down to a ladybug who was also in the same shot and it sort of I loved demonstrated that we're kind of moving into the world of um the borrowers and a variety so it's kind of like this is a world you're familiar with and now we're we're getting out of that world so there are a few little touches like that um i think the scene where i mean not to this isn't my favorite scene or anything but the scene where they're um borrowing for the first time and there's just sort of like a nice sort of like pull out into the kitchen to sort of show the scale of like because you know the kitchen is obviously something very basic that we don't really think of as requiring a a beautiful shot that's establishing it but it sort of shows the enormity of even just everyday things like going into the kitchen for the first time would be for someone of her size so there are a few cute little things and I think a lot of the scenes in the garden you know, it's easy to make a garden look pretty. And I think, you know, Ghibli's really good at, you know, making pretty flowers pop on screen. Mm-hmm. So I could at least enjoy living in the world um, on that level. And then, of course, the things we already discussed in terms of like, you know, her using a peg to put her hair back and all those fun mm-hmm. little details. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that <laughs> would make go back to this. You know, the, the visuals yeah, weren't enough to like make the movie interesting or for at least for me to watch and like turn my brain off because my brain would be so bored by everything else that's happening um well shall we get then to our favorite shots and sequences why don't you go um you you really did still right out of my mouth i'm not just making this up but the the ladybug portion like i was really like that was so visually and filmically pleasing like the focusing in and out of that that I was, it kind of like got me Twitter pated for, for the, for the film. Cause I thought, and I think that they did like certain things like that with um, throughout the film. Um, so that's why I kind of felt it, found it to be a little bit more lush and pleasing to watch and loved that, loved that. And then my favorite sequence was kind of right after that, her running into the house and her, like, I don't know what was like the bugs chasing her. And, <laughs> and, and when she hopped into her, her, uh, into her bedroom and like all the lush greenery and all of all that, cause you could tell like, okay, she goes on adventure. She goes outside and she gets, you know, she picks up all the grass or, or, or the, the herbs for her mother, the bay leaves and all that. Um, so seeing everything like that, at like a different scale. I loved that sequence. How about you? Yeah. Well, I just looked at my notes for favorite shot and it's the two that I had already mentioned. So I should have thought about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> this ladybug and then just like her experiencing borrowing for the first time, um, the shot of um, going out to the, into the kitchen. And I did enjoy, I did enjoy the scene of them borrowing for the first time, but also like, it felt like that could have been like a fun 10 minute short movie or something. And then everything around it, which is, you know, nothing very exciting happening, that didn't really need to be there. I feel like I enjoyed those scenes for what they were in the moment, but they don't really, they didn't add up to a very exciting movie afterwards. Favourite sequence was part of that um, longer sequence of them exploring the house for the first time is when um, he sees her for the first, not for the first time, for the second time, I guess, from like, I think she's behind a tissue box or something. Um, And 
or he's like talking to her through shadows and like she knows he knows she's there yeah oh that was freaky um (laughs) and then like hiding in the shadows at the back i thought that scene was quite um well shot there are a few different details i don't remember exactly because i watched this a little while ago but there are a few details where i was like oh that's a very um this is a very effective scene to set up the kind of warm but not sure if it's an antagonistic relationship or a positive mm-hmm. relationship. You're not really sure at that point what he wants with them, like whether he's going to be their friend or whether he's going to be like the housekeeper and want to like capture them kind of thing. We don't, we don't think he's going to be bad, but there's definitely like a, there's a tension to that scene, which I enjoyed. But yeah, they're my favorite shots and sequences. Let's get to rating. Shall I guess your rating? Yeah, do it. I thought it was higher when you first started talking because you said it's definitely the best of all those other ones, but you didn't enjoy this very much. So I'm going to say six. Uh, 5.5. Okay, I was going to say five, five, six. I think that's close. Yeah, better what than Cat Returns and like Tales from the Earth Sea, oh my God, or something like that. You kind of made me appreciate it a little bit more when, when you when you positioned it like, oh, it's his first film, so. <laughs> I still think Whisper the Heart is a much better film, but I know you didn't love that. I did not. Oh, I liked it more than this. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, that's the first yeah. one as well, I guess. Um, that's true. What do you think I gave it? Um, I bet you gave it a six, five. It's a seven. I mean, oh, I know oh, the way I'm describing it is like, I'm really bored with it, but. <laughs> I mean, you gave Lupin the third a seven, so. That's fun. <laughs> no, but it's like a tastefully done, well-designed, um, visually interesting movie. So I have to give it yeah. points for that. And and also the fact that I'm a very easy marker. Yeah. Do do we have any, um, before we finish up, any connections that you see between this film and other Ghibli's that you want to point out? Um, just a couple that I thought of while I was watching it. Kind of like there was an aspect of show that reminded a a show being sick and like having to go somewhere else because he was sick reminded me of um, my neighbor Totoro. And then it also reminded me of like the, uh, I forget their names at this point, but the two little girls like seeing the spirit creatures and him seeing this borrower in the house. There was an aspect of that. There are very, there are sort of Ponyo vibes, especially um, at the beginning of the film. I mean, like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a scene in uh, My Neighbor... No, not Papanya, My Neighbor Totoro. There's a scene mm-hmm. in My Neighbor Totoro where, like, yeah, she's seeing those little things for the first time and then they sort of run away into the bushes kind of thing, which is basically the exact same thing as what happened here. Um, yeah. the, like, there are little things, like when like her bedroom kind of reminded me of um, Howe's bedroom in House Moving Castle where it's just, like, full of sort of pretty but things but are sort of overflowing with things. I don't know if you remember when he's, like, sort of in his room and it's just, like, lots of... Yeah pretty but like strange sort of Hacked. mystical things that's kind of yeah i got a bit of that sense from her room as well but yeah they they were the main connections obviously not as engaging as my neighbor Todoro though i think we can both agree <laughs> well that's our discussion of the secret world of ariety i just called ariety i think the official name is the secret world of ariety uh, i'll chat to you next time when we discuss from up on poppy hill see ya bye